Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Is It Just Me podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angie Ange. Before we get started, I just want to introduce this podcast for those of you who are just joining and don't know what this podcast will entail. This podcast will entail truthful, transparent conversation about everyday life and the lessons learned. This podcast is for everyone from teenagers to the elderly, although some topics discussed may be rated all. Every conversation is going to be based on living life and learning life lessons. So to get started, we're going to start with tonight's discussion, which is going to be on relationships. We're going to discuss all types of relationships. Um, But before I begin, I would like to state this disclaimer that I am not an expert on relationships on and everything that is being discussed is the independent opinion and reality of myself. So please don't think that because it says Dr. Angie Ange that like I'm like a relationship therapist or something because I'm not. This is just honest, transparent conversation based on relationships and different things that I experienced and things like that. So before we get started and we start talking about relationships, in order to be able to openly and honestly discuss relationships, we must first define what is a relationship. So in going through life, I have learned that sometimes people have different definitions of what being in a relationship is and what it entails. The Webster definition of relationship is defined as the way in which two or more components, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected. So when we think of being in a relationship, we think of the bond that we share with the individual or group of people. Um, Sometimes the bond is one-sided. Sometimes, you know, we look at others when we're in a a monogamous relationship as our soulmate or our best friend. And then, you know, as you, as time go on, sometimes (laughs) that shit don't even be that. It just be, you wasted your whole motherfucking, all these motherfucking years with this motherfucker. And it was just a one-sided fucked up relationship. So to give you guys a little background, I decided to do my first podcast episode on relationships because, you know, it will allow the listeners a chance to get to hear the things that I have learned about relationships in my years of living through life experience. And also today is my 10 year wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary to the husband and I. So even though I've been and we've been together for 20 years, we've been married for 10. We've been together for a long time. And I don't like to compare, you know, my relationship with my friend's relationship or with anybody's relationship because everyone is different and people go through stuff. It just so happens that he and I are still together after all that time, which is kind of rare in our age bracket. You know, we're in our early 40s. Um, So it makes it difficult, you know, when you have so many friends who haven't had long term relationships and you know, he and I have grown together. So I just felt like I wanted to dedicate our first episode to relationships since it is our 10 year wedding anniversary. Back to the topic at hand, we're going to talk about relationships. So my take on relationships. And once again, this is just my independent opinion and reality of things that I've been through. When I was younger, I was always alone and I didn't really have any close connections to my blood relatives because I grew up in foster care. Um, For those of you that know me personally, you know, you already know the story. You read my memoir. If you did, you bought it. If you didn't, it's still available on Amazon. Um, Angie's Journey Beating the Odds. But um, my mother was incarcerated while 
for, she did 10 years and my father was battling drug addiction. I had a, I'm not going to call him a sibling. Um, he's my mother's son. So he was raised by his paternal grandmother. So he was with his, you know, father's side of the family. I ended up in foster care due to, you know, my father being on drugs and whatever. And, um, when it came to building relationships for me, um, if you were someone I considered a friend, like I was like a Chucky doll, like we were friends to the end. And when I say that, I don't mean like <laughs> I was like going to kill you or something like that if you got close to somebody. But I just mean that, um, you know, I was a loyal friend to you. Like I was your friend. Um, your beef was my beef. Nobody could bother you or fuck with you without me siding with you. Like I was riding with you. And that was just me showing my loyalty to my friend. And for the most part, I can honestly sit here and say, I still speak to most of my childhood friends to this day that I've developed those relationships with when I was younger. However, there were a couple of girls when I was, you know, when I was younger, as well as into my adult life that I considered to be my friend who weren't my friend. So I learned my first lesson of friendship being one sided when I was, um, it was the summer of me going into the seventh grade. I, I went, yeah, I was going into the seventh grade. I was living in Long Island. And when I first moved to Long Island, it was this, a year before. So I moved to Long Island the summer, like after fifth grade, going into sixth grade. But right before we started sixth grade, I moved to Long Island. And, you know, I had met a group of girls. We were all friends. We would all hang out. And, you know, sometimes when it's like a group, and when I say a group, it was a bunch of us. Like, it was a few of us. And um, we would all hang out. And during the summer, we would, hang, you know, hang out, do different things, you know. But when you click up or have a group of people, it's always going to be individuals who click, who are more closer than others. You know, it, it just happens that way. Some people bond to tighter. You know, some people connect better with others. But anyway, I felt like we were all friends. So it is what it is. And it was, like I said, it was over the summer and we were out riding our bikes in Long Island. If you from, you know, everybody that's from Long Island will tell you, you do a lot of walking. We wasn't, you know, driving or anything. So we would ride our bikes or we would walk. So I lived on the South side and my, a couple of my friends lived on the South side, but we also have friends that lived on the North side. So we would ride our bikes to the North side. So this particular day we're riding to the North side, me and my quote unquote, quote unquote friend. And as we're riding to the North side, she had her sister, her little sister was with us and she was, you know, kind of a little stocky girl. And she wanted me to ride her on my bike because she was tired of riding her because she was a little stocky girl herself. So I tried to attempt to ride her on my bike, but she was too heavy. And when I was younger, I was like skinny sticks, like straight up and down, shaped like a little, little boy, mad skinny. So when I attempted to ride her on my bike, I couldn't ride her on my bike because she was too heavy. So her sister got mad, which was my friend. And I was like, well, you're going to have to ride her, you know, back on your bike. You're going to have to ride her. Like, I'm sorry that you feel like she's too heavy, but she's your sister. You're going to have to ride her back. So she got mad. We get into an argument. As we're arguing, she threatens like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, what? Like, girl, you're not going to do shit. Like, and let me tell you something. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking she's just upset that she has to ride her sister. Her sister's heavy. I'm not really thinking like she's really going to fight me. 
or really wants to fight me. Because, you know, when you're upset, sometimes you say things or whatever. But I'm just like, okay, this is my friend. She's just mad, whatever. When we get back to her block, she really got off her bike and wanted to fight me. So I was like, <laughs> bucking like it's, I'm saying to myself, like, is this bitch, like, serious? She was that serious. So I get off my bike. She's like, yeah, what? Yeah, what, bitch? Yeah, what? So now in my mind, like, okay, now I'm definitely with the shits. And now I'm going to fuck you up. Because, like, now you're playing yourself. Because to me, it wasn't that serious. And I feel like we friends. Like, what? So he gets to fighting. I beat her up. So I had to fight with her. I beat her up. She was mad because she lost the fight. Now, and back in, you know, she was a girl who also knew how to fight. But I, I beat her up. I won the fight. So I'm at that for her, you know, now I'm mad because I'm like, we, cause when I fight, I'm not fighting to, to play with you. Like I'm really fighting to hurt her, but I'm saying to myself, I'm mad at myself. Cause like, damn, like you really fight, you really fought your friend. But then I'm saying like, what the fuck? She wanted to fight me. So it is what it is. So I was upset about the fight. And like I said, at this time, my mother was incarcerated. So when I get back home, you know, I'm upset. I'm mad. I had to fight. I didn't say nothing to my foster mother because she really didn't give a fuck about it or whatever. So my mother ended up calling me. She would call me from jail every week on the weekends, you know, because during the week I was in school. So this day is her time to call me. So when she called me, I'm upset about the fight. And I'm telling her, and um, I will never forget what she told me. My mother used to, my nickname that my mother would call me was Mooka. And she said, Mooka, that girl is not your friend. She said, because friends don't fight you know one another she was like um friends can argue and disagree but you should never come to blows with someone you consider a friend because when you fight someone you're not fighting to play with them but to hurt them and friends don't hurt friends so I listened to what she said you know and from that day on I said I would never fight someone who I consider who I consider to be my friend during that conversation, I told my mother that my feelings was hurt because I really thought she was my friend and I never, I never would have fought her, but she was like so dead set on fighting me. And that's when my mother gave me my first lesson on people pretending about being your friend. She just was like, you know, sometimes people pre pretend to be your friend for whatever reason. She really couldn't tell me why people pretend, but <clears throat> she just said they did. And she said... When a person show you who they are, believe them. And everybody that knew my mother, no. That was her saying it. When a person show you who they are, believe them. I'm like, okay. I'm listening to her. And she also said, even though people pretended or like the girl pretended to be my friend, don't never let it change the type of person that I was, like the type of friend that I was. Just be careful on who I, who I called the friend. I gave y'all that story so that y'all can get a picture of how people have different definition of what it is to be in a relationship with someone because a friendship is a relationship. And at times we find ourselves in these one-sided friendships for some, you know, well shit for me, <laughs> I'm going to say for me, it took me years to realize that I was a friend to a few people who really weren't a friend to me. And I always say the thing about relationships is that everyone has their own definition of what it is to be a friend. And sometimes the definitions are not the same. And that's when problems arise within the relationships. So we're going to talk about friendship first as it relates to relationships. My definition of what it is to be a friend is someone who you can rely on in bad, good and great times. A person whose lawyers bro have to question as I got older, the type of friends I surrounded myself with 
I thought were like-minded individuals like myself because I feel like as a friend, we can argue and disagree and pick up the next time like nothing happened. If it ever gets to a point that I feel like somebody wants to fight me and we're calling ourselves friends, I'm going to feel like you're not my friend because when you fight again, you're not fighting to play with someone. I'm fighting to hurt you. I'm trying to fuck you up. It's not going to be some, oh, ha, stop, stop, girl. A whole nother beast is going to be released. So I'm never going to fight my friend. And even as an adult, my definition of being a friend didn't align with a couple of, you know, people who I called my friend. I would say my so-called friends. And according to one ex-friend, I wasn't a good friend because I didn't tell all of my business. We've been friends for years. And my thing is, being a good friend is not you telling me all your little deep, dark secrets or all the shit that you go through. Not to say I don't care about that because if it's something that's important to you, I could get with it. I joke a lot. So I'm not the friend that's like can provide the deep emotional support. I'm the friend that you let me know what's going on. We're going to crack jokes and we're going to come up with a solution to fix it. I didn't know that me not telling my business made me not a good friend. Certain things keep to myself. I'll figure it out. I'll work on it on my own. If it come out later, it come out later. But as I'm going through stuff, I'm the type of individual that I sometimes I isolate while I'm going through something. And then, you know, once I've dealt with it, I found a solution to it. It's like, okay, cool. But I don't feel like because I didn't tell all of my personal business that didn't make me a good friend. So hearing that being said, it was like, okay, your definition of what a friend is different than what my definition is of being a friend. And to be honest, I don't know anybody walking the face of this earth that tells everything. Like you don't tell everything. So I'm saying to myself, like, well, damn, I'm supporting you in everything that you do. It's nothing that you had. It's nothing that you tried to do. It's nothing you attempt to do that I wasn't supportive. Um, it's not a time that you needed me that I wasn't there. But because I didn't tell you my personal business, I'm not a friend. So it's like, okay, her definition of what a friend is didn't align with what my definition was a friend is. And it happens. It doesn't necessarily mean there's an issue, but it's just, we're not on the same page when it comes to what it means to be a friend, because I don't consider me not telling you something, <laughs> not being a good friend, not to mention that ex friend never said those things to me. It was mentioned to a relative of mine. And of course, it was repeated, but again, I didn't even entertain it was because like I said, it was a one-sided friendship. The one-sided friendship had ended. We didn't have no beef and I wasn't mad about anything, but I knew that I was a good friend. But if that was what defined a friendship to her, then I guess I wasn't a good friend to her. My opinion, again, being a good friend should not be dependent upon me telling you my business or telling when I was going through a rough time or anything like that. So because the friendship was no longer, it had served its purpose. We were no longer friends. It just showed that people had different definitions of what it is to be a friend. Clearly, our definitions were totally opposite, but it is what it is, bitch. Because I didn't tell you that I'm mad about something. I'm not a friend. But whenever anything happened, I'm there. Who picks up the phone every day and tells everything that's going on? 
to their friends. Let's be for real. It just doesn't happen. So again, I guess I wasn't a friend to her. Like, okay. So if your definition isn't aligned with your friendship, your significant other, of course, there's going to be issues. Then we have the type of friends who want you to agree with everything that they do. They can't take constructive criticism and you have to agree with everything they say they do. You can't have your own opinion. And I don't call that a friend. I call that a, a yes, ma'am. And that's not a friend to me because in reality and in this world, there's nobody who's always going to agree with everything that you do. And if they do, you need to evaluate the individual that you surround yourself with because I don't know a motherfucking soul that agreed with everything that I've ever done. The nigga that I'm married to don't even agree with everything that I've done. So I know it's nobody who's always going to agree with everything that you do. And honestly, I personally don't want to be around anyone who is not going to be honest with me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just a different kind of person. I don't care what people think about me at all. I mean, your opinion of me, it doesn't matter. But not being honest with me. I can't get with that either. Just because I feel like in this relationship, in this friendship, honesty is the best policy. And sometimes some people can't take honesty. And I understand that. I want my friends to always be able to be honest with me and I can be honest with them with no hard feelings. But again, I come to realize <laughs> people don't really want honesty. People want to live in their own reality and some people can't handle the truth. So they want you to enable their weird sense of reality by not being honest with them. If that's the type of friendship or relationship that you have or you want and it works for you, cool. That does not work for me. Those type of people feel like they can say what they want to you, but when you dish it back, they can't take it. Now they're mad because you pulled the them on them. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. If you are able to say what you want to say to anybody, you should be receptive and open that that shit going to come back. I have never, never, and I'm going to say never, I have never gotten mad at anyone for dishing some shit to me that I dish to them. Like, I crack jokes all day. I've never got mad at anybody for cracking jokes on me. Like I said earlier, I grew up in foster care. So I was always made fun of because I always didn't have the latest up-to-date gear and shit like that. So motherfuckers try to make fun of me. I learned early. I'm the queen of clapback. Like, I'm quick with my shit. So, <laughs> let's be clear. Like, you want to crack jokes? Oh, we're going to crack jokes. So, I've never been that type to be upset or be mad because somebody dished something to me that I dish out. Like, I, I never understood that. But there are sometimes in relationships, there's people that are one-sided. And it makes you question, what type of person are you? Because you keep running into these individuals that are so one-sided. But I've also learned not to question myself because my intentions are always genuine and pure. When your intentions are genuine and pure, you're always going to get individuals that just want to be around you just because your energy is good or how other people receive you, different things like that. And I tell people all the time, I don't have no motive. I'm just a good person because that's who I am. What's for me is always going to be for me. But sometimes in relationships and friendships, you have those individuals who want to compete with you or they come around or they see you have this good energy or they see that people are receptive to you and show you mad love. And they come around and then 
they, they have a nasty attitude or they always down or just nasty or a nasty disposition and people don't really rock with them like that. But then they develop this envy or this jealousy towards you because other people don't receive you to say that the same way that they receive them. And it's like, listen, what's for me is always going to be for me. And one thing that I really, 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 really despise is your friend or significant other being in secret competition to you and you're genuine and oblivious to it. That's happened to me before as well. And it's just like being in competition has never been my thing ever. Once again, what's for me is always going to be for me. So there's no need for me to compete, but I see it's so many people who claim to be friends with others, but be secretly competing with them. So it's like, what type of relationship Y'all have, because like that don't even make sense. Y'all hanging out together, y'all quote unquote besties, but you competing with her like, huh? Only person you need to be competing with is that person that you look at in the mirror. That's it. All that other foolishness, like it just don't make sense to me. Friends do not compete with one another. I know, well, let me say, I knew someone because people change and I haven't been affiliated with this person for years but I know someone anytime one of her friends bought something or had something dressed nice or was a designer item and it didn't even always have to be designer it could have just been something like regular like a fucking lamp or something this person went out to go and get the same exact thing and it's just like at first you know you don't pay attention to shit because it's like when somebody asks you, oh, where you get something from? It's like, oh, I got this from Walmart. Oh, I got this from Target. Oh, I got this from Home Goods. You're not thinking that that individual is going to up, jump, and run out to get the exact same thing that you got. And if they did, it's like when they made one, they made a million. But as friends, we might have similar styles and might like similar things. So we might have a lot of things in common. But bitch, you going to go get everything that you see your friend with? You don't have a mind of your own, your own style, your own anything. Everything that you see your friend with, you're going to want to go and get. I don't understand that. I don't know. That shit is just different to me. And in my opinion, that is not a friend. But again, like I stated in the beginning, this is all my opinion and my reality. When you have a different definition of what it is to be a friend, sometimes the friendship doesn't work out. And what's crazy is the shit don't even come out the first year of friendship or the third year you'll be friends with a motherfucker for 15 years and come to find out that that motherfucker didn't even like you the whole time that y'all was friends and you're like well damn was I that fucking blonde that I didn't see that this bitch didn't even like me but then again I know speaking from me and my personal experience I tend to overlook a lot of stuff because I value the relationship that I built with people and sometimes you just have to deal with people accordingly so I overlook a lot of shit and I don't really read into too much shit. Well, I didn't used to. Now, oh, one red flag and bitch, you can't get next to me again. Because I don't got the motherfucking time for that bullshit. I'm not about to sit here and waste no more years on a motherfucker that don't want to be next to me, that don't really like me, that's walking around pretending and acting. I don't have the time for it. The old inch, maybe. Not the fuck now. Sorry, not happening. The crazy thing is... It don't even only happen with friendships. It happens in relationships. And I mean, intimate relationships with a significant other. So having a significant other that isn't on the same page as you can definitely cause trauma, especially if you're thinking he's your soulmate and he's the one for you and y'all going to be happily ever after. And I know nowadays it's a whole bunch of everybody want to be a motherfucking city girl. They want to act 
act like they don't want to be in a committed relationship. They just want to do them and get money and look nice and all this shit. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, a lot of motherfuckers don't want to go home lonely. They want to go home and lay next to a nigga. They want to go home and they want to have that motherfucking in-house that when they turn over at 6 a.m., they could cock that leg up and get done. A lot of people are pretending like they don't want that shit. They really want that shit. Let's be real motherfucking clear. Now, I do not want anyone to think that I have all the answers to maintaining good friendships and healthy relationships. However, I do know that most people want to be happy. They want to be in a happy, healthy relationship and they want to maintain that. Now, when dealing with intimate relationships, men and women are very different. And at times we don't view things the same. I motherfucking think that we be on two different motherfucking spectrums with a lot of shit between men. But when you have two different species, the best way to try to maintain any healthy relationship is communication. Now, communication does not only mean talking. It means listening to one another also. Communication means listening to understand, not to respond. There is a difference. I'm not going to dive too deep into communication because I'm going to do an episode on communication. But one of the key aspects of having long-term relationships, friendships, intimate relationships is communication. There is a difference. Most people do not get in a relationship to be a jackass. Even though there are some people who do get in a relationship just to be a jackass. You just have to know the individual that you're in a relationship with. And there are a lot of unhealed people out here who don't know how to be in a healthy relationship, who don't know how to communicate properly. And as I have gotten older, I am Lori Harvey when it comes to breaking out when things no longer serve a purpose. Okay. And when I say that, I say, again, I, as myself, I have the tendency to want to always see the good in people. So again, I overlook a lot of red flags. The old inch. We talk about the old inch, not the new inch. The new inch is Lori Harvey, the shit. The old inch have a tendency to want to, you know, overlook things and see the good in people. However, the new inch is here to tell you, don't overlook no red flags. As soon as they display them and it's something that you feel like doesn't sit well with your spirit, it doesn't resonate with you, the energy is off. It will save you a lot of aggravation in the long run by not <laughs> overlooking that red flag. I just say, if an individual is not loving you the way you want to be loved, then baby girl or, or homeboy, leave. It's simple as that. I know it's easier said than done, but I want to say, there's no good coming out of trying to love the red flags out of somebody. None whatsoever. At the end of the day, it doesn't work. In order for something to work out, people have to be willing to do the work. Your significant other has to be willing to do the work to get rid of the negative red flags that they possess. Some individuals were raised off love while some were raised off survival. I have this debate all the time because a lot of people feel like if you were raised off of love, you can't be with someone who was raised off of survival. And I honestly don't agree. And I don't agree because... If two people are willing to put in the work 
to change what their significant other does, dislikes about them or they feel like it is an issue as well, then whether you were raised off of love or off survival, you have that ability to do the work that it can, it, it can work. You can have a healthy, successful relationship. Now, we all know we live in this, this is 2023. We live in a, everything is being recorded motherfucking era and blasted on social media. And that in itself makes a lot of shit hard because now you have so many people with input into your personal relationship. And that's why you have to learn to keep certain things private. You don't have to run to social media with your relationship issues. And everybody that knows me personally knows you will never know when I'm pissed off at the husband because I don't put that information out there. I'm not out there bad mouthing him or talking shit about him or saying he did this or saying he did that. If you don't put everything out there, you're not opening the doors for people to enter and have a say on what's going on in your relationship. Now people can say what the fuck they want to say about my relationship because I really don't give a fuck, but I'm not about to sit there and put every little thing that's going on in my relationship out there for motherfuckers to judge because you being judged by motherfuckers that probably ain't never been married probably ain't never been in a long-term relationship. You being judged by people that probably never even experienced what you're experiencing. So you need to keep certain things private. And when I say keep things private, I mean, it's plenty of times that I've been mad at the husband, but I'm on social media and I'm joking. I'm not up there bad mouthing him. If you watch my social media, my social media is jokes. Nine times out of 10 for the most part is jokes and fashion. One, because I fucking joke all the time. <laughs> That's just what the fuck I do. And two, I like to dress when I do go places. I kind of been falling back lately because I'm in this bubble and I really don't go nowhere. I be looking homeless a lot. But when I do get dressed, I get dressed. That's just me. That's always been me since I've been able to buy my own clothes. Let me put that out there. Since I've been able to purchase and buy my own clothes, and that was when I was in the sixth grade no I'm lying sorry let me take it back I was in the fourth grade since I was in the fourth grade and I was able to buy my own clothes I put my shit together by myself like no I did not have a whole bunch of money to buy everything that everybody had however I'm just into fashion but not to go off topic I'm just saying when you're on my social media those are the things that you'll see at the end of the day you have to learn to keep things private if you want it to work, the same goes for telling your family everything that your significant other does to make you upset. It's not going to work because you're always venting to that family member. You're letting them know what's going on. You're mad at him. You're this, you're that. Sometimes some people take on your frustration and your anger and you don't forgive your nigga. And your family's still mad at him. So now he coming to the cookout. They all treating him like shit. He don't know why he being treated like shit. Because he don't know that you was talking shit about him to your family. However, that's what happened. At the end of the day, you have to learn to find another way to vent and keep that shit private. Vent to yourself, bitch. Go in the motherfucking closet and yell and scream. Talk to yourself. I just feel like certain things need to be kept private in order for you to maintain a happy, healthy relationship. Everything is not for everybody. You done moved on. Your family's still mad at him. You just have to keep things private. Now, me living life and going through some of my toughest time alone has made me look at relationships different. 
And with growth comes maturity. And with that comes the understanding that there are not too many people who genuinely care about you. And I know there's going to be some people that be like, oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. But you sit back and you think about it. There's not too many people that genuinely care about you and what you have going on or what you are going through. Most people only care when it's something to do with them or when you're beneficial to them. (laughs) You know, a lot of things that I've learned, again, through life lessons and also my mother and my grandmother up until she passed away when I was 18, about to turn 19, two months before I turned 19. But we talked a lot. So a lot of things that they taught me, I listened to. And my mother told me that everyone doesn't deserve to get the same version of me. And when she used to tell me that, I used to be like, what? I am who I am. I didn't agree with her. She used to always tell me, everybody doesn't deserve the same version of you, Muka. And I used to be like, what? I'm me. If I'm not me, I'm being fake. It took for me to turn 37 years old for me to understand what she meant. And what she was telling me was, to be selective with the people that I allowed in my life to get the genuine version of me because everyone wasn't deserving of the true me. Again, I was damn near 37 years old when I really got it. And I was like, wow, basically she's telling like, not everyone deserves a seat at your genuine table. So treating people accordingly will save you a lot of aggravation and hurt. And it's true. It definitely will. It doesn't mean that you're being fake. It doesn't mean that you're not being your true self. It just means everyone is not deserving of your genuine true self. Because people will fucking use you. They will use you. And when it's your turn for you to need something, they will be ghosts and be mad. And then flip and put out this false narrative like as if you did something to them. I definitely get it. Every relationship friendship, relationship, situation, whatever requires work from both parties and to maintain a healthy, happy relationship. I feel again, my opinion that respect must be present. Healthy relationships do not have room for competition, envy, or jealousy. Being upfront and open with good communication is key to maintaining good relationships. I always tell myself, I'm too solid to be half loved, half respected, and half fucked with. So when I notice that motherfuckers ain't doing those three things, you can't get next to me again. Do you know I've had the same phone number for over 20 years? Do you know how many people have my phone number but can't get in contact with me? Yeah, I'm not changing my number. However, you may have my number, but you can't get in contact with me. When I notice those things, it's like, yeah, nah, it's not happening. In relationships, I know with me, I know a lot of my bending and accepting people for who they are and trying to see the good in them stems from me growing up alone and wanting to hold on to those relationships. But as I have grown, allowing people in my life who mean me no good only hurts me in the long run. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm not allowing anyone to mistreat me because I don't mistreat people. I don't. And you could call it what you want to call it. It's a lot of people that I know out here. You could run into so many of them. They ain't never going to tell you that I mistreated them. Now, they might tell you that I did some shit to them, but trust and believe whatever they telling you, if I did something to them, 
They initiated it. So let's be clear. Something that my grandmother taught me growing up, and I feel like this is the only thing that she was incorrect about, is she taught me to treat people how I wanted to be treated. And of all the things that she has taught me, I feel like she was wrong about that. And I say that because I treat people how I want to be treated. Then they start to use you because like, again, I'm a good person. I'm not mistreating you. Of course, some people will say, oh, she's mean. She's this, she's that. But if you've got that side of me, you pull that side. Like I don't walk up on the scene and just be mean and a bitch to people. Like that's never been me. Once I started treating people how they treated me, (laughs) people started handing me the scissors and cutting themselves off. And I was fine with that. I wasn't even mad about it because I don't have room in my life for half-assed people. So when people started moving funny, doing funny style shit, instead of me continuously bending and overlooking that shit, I just moved right out the way. And that's in any relationship. Relationships, friendships, whatever it is. I'm just not allowing it. Now, I am in no way saying that if a friend didn't call me for a while, they not my friend, they moving funny, not at all. We're all grown. We all have our own families. We all have our own lives going on. I am not that friend that if I didn't speak to you in two months, I feel like, oh, this bitch is moving funny. I ain't fucking with her. That's just not me. I've never been that type. Because when I do speak to you and we pick up, like we didn't miss no time. Of course, we catching up, we talking. If the conversation is flowing and there's no animosity, it's like I don't feel no type of way. We just at a stage in our life where we're not 20 no more. We can't hang out all the time and see each other all the time, meet up after work. First of all, I'm old. A bitch be motherfucking tired. I go to bed at 8 o'clock. I be tired. I can't even go nowhere after work because I be so tired. We're not young anymore. And again... Things happen. Some of us are married. Some of us have children. Some of us have businesses. Everybody has different things in their life that they're doing. I'm not somewhere mad because my friend didn't call me in two months. I just went on a trip with my good friend for her birthday back in November. I haven't spoken to her. I spoke to her briefly here and there. But to sit down and have a full-fledged conversation, we haven't had that since November. But I guarantee you, if I pick up the phone today or tomorrow, I have time and I could spend some time on the phone, and I pick up the phone and we talk, it's going to be like we didn't miss a beat. So I don't base my friendships off of the amount of times that I speak to someone. You understand what I'm saying? Again, my definition of what it is to be a friend is can I count on you through bad, good, and great times? That's it. If you support me all the time, and even if it's one time you can't support me or you can't come to something, I'm not somewhere upset, mad, saying you're not my friend. That's not how it works. And I don't understand people who feel like if you miss one event, that person is not a good friend. It's like, bitch, what? They could have had an emergency, a death in the family. They could have broke their toe. Like anything could have motherfucking happened. They could have had prior plans. Shit happens. We're all at different stages in our lives where, bitch, shit happens, okay? The fuck? Okay, I missed it. So because I missed it, I'm not a good friend. Are you fucking kidding me? Maybe my motherfucking ass was tired and I ain't motherfucking feel like driving. So because I didn't come to one function, now I'm not a good friend. Well, guess what? Let me not be a good friend and don't invite me to shit else. How about that? Because at the end of the day, 
That shouldn't determine or dictate what a friendship is. Sometimes people can't come to everything. People have lives. Fucking life is just fucking lifing. And if COVID didn't teach y'all motherfuckers anything, it should motherfucking teach you that tomorrow is not promised. All this little petty shit and these dumb shit ending friendships over bullshit. Are you fucking kidding me? So, I didn't come to your brunch or your party or your book signing. I bought the book though. I'm not a good friend. I don't understand it. And I know with females and friendships, they be so quick to throw away their friendship over something stupid, but will be so quick to forgive a nigga that then had three babies on them. Your nigga disrespected you and dogged you out. You could forgive him, but you mad at me because I missed your birthday brunch. You not serious. Then that makes me question. Why the fuck you so quick to forgive and tolerate heartache from a man, but you ready to throw away a 10, 15 year friendship because I missed your birthday brunch. Bitch, are you fucking shit me? You not fucking serious. Again, it is difficult maintaining relationships, but any relationship that requires me to be aggravated, always arguing or always in something negative, I don't want no parts of it. When certain relationships come to an end, it does not necessarily mean that there's beef. Sometimes people outgrow each other. It happens. People come into our life for a season and their season has ended. It's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that I have to talk bad about you or you got to talk bad about me. It just means that we no longer serve a purpose in one another's life and we're heading in different directions. I have love for you. I have love for people that I no longer have a relationship with. They just can't get next to me no more because they're just not for me. Doesn't mean that me and you got beef and it's on site when I see you like nah it just means that relationship served the purpose and it's over that's it no more no less so many relationships don't work because a lot of people don't value the bond of a relationship they don't value what the other person brings to the table because in today's society again social media has people thinking that they can find better. They can find better friends. They can find a better significant other. They can find better. When the reality is, you might have had better right in front of you. You just have to be willing to do work to make it better and keep it better. So many people fumble genuine people and then want to play the victim. You can't do fucked up shit to people and then get mad because a person won't allow you to continue doing fucked up shit to them. Don't understand that at all. We all have made mistakes, wrong decisions, whatever. But taking accountability for the role that you played in things, it doesn't always fix things, but it does show that you're willing to acknowledge your part and you're willing to do better. I don't understand how some people just really do fucked up shit and then be mad because you don't want to tolerate that fucked up shit. Then you have these relationships that are based off of the four M's. These motherfuckers be mad, messy, manipulative, and miserable. Honey, you would be surprised how many relationships and friendships are based off of them four ends. In my opinion, those are not genuine relationships. Those are relationships out of convenience and commonality. We already know those shits ain't going to work. If any relationship does not bring the best out of you, that nine times out of ten, you should not be entertaining it. If it's always negative and it's draining, find a way to get out of it. A tough lesson that I had to learn regarding relationships is that in any relationship, whether it's with a significant other, a friendship, 
is to stop expecting me from them. And I had to stop thinking that just because I was genuine, honest, loyal, and supportive that they would reciprocate. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions I've learned. People treat you how they feel about you. And this is why actions always prove why words mean nothing at all. My whole take on relationships is you have to always do what is best for you at the end of the day. Whether it's a significant other, whether it's your best friend, a childhood friend, it's a situationship, whatever type of relationship you are in, just make sure that you're doing what's best for you, your mental health, and your peace of mind. That's it and that's all. Thanks for listening and I hope you join me next week where we will be discussing being transparent and honest about different things that we experience with our friends and family. Why is it so hard for people to be honest about things they have experienced or things that happen to them? We will discuss this next week on the Is It Just Me podcast. Good night.